Welcome to this week's episode of the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast. I'm your host Varun and this week it's a change of format that brings a change of fortunes. We're going to talk about the T20s between India and England and I've got Ashwin alongside with me. Ashwin, how are you doing? How long did you plan that change of format, change of fortunes line for? I mean, considering we just decided to do the podcast like five minutes ago. Uh, not yeah, very that's, long. that's pretty good. Man, I'm good. It's much. It's funny how the, the, the mood, the energy is just so different when you have a series win. Like, we lost today's game, which we're going to talk about, which is the third match. But I don't know. I'm lucky, I think, in a way that I missed last week's episode because I wasn't able to be around when you recorded. But I was not in a frame of mind to record after the, the test match loss. And I'm just feeling a lot more jolly about it this week. So pretty good after T20s. Awesome. Yeah, same here, man. It's, it's good. The T20 World Cup coming up. I think India has what, about 15 odd games uh, before that World Cup. And there are, I think, three have already happened with a good result so far. So we're not going to run through each match like, you know, like we usually do. But let's talk about the highlights from each of these three games. And then, of course, we have the ODI series coming up. So not much break between these two. So by the time you guys hear this, the ODI also might have started. But the first game, India won by 50 runs, uh, made close to 200. Now, the scorecard, as I look through it, looks very much like the T20 scorecard that we want, right? Everyone going somewhere between 150 to 200 strike rate and not taking time to settle in, kind of coming in, making quick 30s. Um, Rohit Sharma was back as captain. Deepak Huda played. Kumar hit almost 40. Pandya was the standout. Ashwin, just what's the view on this batting lineup? Like, there's there's no Kohli, there's no Pant, yet we made 200. Yeah, it's, that was interesting, right? No Kohli, no Pant, and no Bumrah. And it's still a, I've said many times over the years on the show, unbelievable demonstration of bench, bench strength, right? Like, you can, Kishan failed, and you still get to almost 200. Just so, so pleased with Hardik at five. I mean, this this match was the Hardik Pandya show, right? He picked up, I think I texted you guys saying he made a 50 and only couldn't get the fifth wicket. Like, come on, what what is this guy? I mean, to make a 50 and get a four for pretty close to a five for just just unreal level of depth that guy adds. I think if you think about the last six months, the single biggest increase in any single player stock has been in that of Hardik Pandya. Nobody else has seen the kind of exponential growth he has in value. It's been unbelievable. Yeah, and with that whole leadership of the IPL team, and I, I don't know, I don't know how he's doing it, man. He's striking at one fifty to two hundred, scoring fifties. It's 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 a great great sign for India. But yeah, one thing that was very odd to me is that they pushed Akshar Patel above Dinesh Karthik in that right. So it's very odd to me. I can't help but think that Karthik is the right man for the job, but somewhere he's just going to miss out because the Indian stalwarts are going to come back. So anyway. India 198 for 8 in that first game, beat England by 50 runs. The standout for me was Bhuvi, because obviously Ashwin has already mentioned Hardik, but Ashwin, I had written Bhuvi off two weeks ago. Like, I was like, why is this guy playing and he shouldn't be here? Now, is it his experience and, and is it a comeback? Is it England that the ball swings a little bit and that's why he's getting, you know, butler of the first ball? Or, or what is it? Like, do you think Bhuvaneshwar is going to go to that World Cup? I think he has shown himself over this series to be a serious contender, right? I think Bumrah and strangely, probably Harshal are your probably top two 
picks for the from a quick bowling standpoint, if you can call Harshal a quick bowler. And then Shami and Bhuvneshwar are fighting for that next spot. And then you have the Arshdi, Pavesh, etc. So Bhuvi has put up a really, really good fight. And although he hasn't needed to do it recently or done it much recently, he is key. He can be useful with the bat. And, you know, as a number nine batsman, if you will, he gives you some useful options. But yeah, to your point, swing, using the conditions well, just very, very disciplined, right? I mean, yeah, Butler coming off the uh, an unbelievable last few months to, to and getting the captaincy. And in the first match, I think he had his captain after Owen Morgan, who was incidentally in the commentary box. And uh, Butler gets dismissed for a first baller, right? And in losing the series in the first two matches. So just to, kudos to Bovi, unbelievable. Yeah, and, and England just never got going after that, right? They had they had two ducks, uh, three or four single-digit scores. A couple of guys in the middle, Harry Brook, Moin Ali, Chris Jordan, tried to kind of chip in. But 200, we know, is always a tough ask. So they, they barely got to 150, which meant India had a great performance. And now we come to that second game. So Deepak Huda has done no wrong. And there was going to be all this chat about who gets dropped because... Kohli and Pant are returning. And Kohli and Pant seem to be the, the incumbents, if I can't think of a better word than that, but the incumbents. And so there was a lot of chat happening prior to the game. Now, Deepak Huda has played four back-to-back games where he scored very well. I mean, some of them were against Ireland. He played that first one. I think he made 180 in the last three innings he played. 100, more than yeah. 180, of which exactly. one was a century. Like, just unreal. Yeah. So in the peak, in the, like, Peak form, how do you then go and drop a guy for Kohli? Now that was the chat. Couple Dev also came out and said, you know, you have to you have to play pick in form players. A lot of us, including me, were actually of the opinion that Huda should have played. But out comes India, batting first. Two main things to talk about. The first, Pant walks out to open. Not the first time we've seen him, but I think it's only happened once before. And second, Kohli is playing. What are your thoughts and reactions to that? Yeah, I mean, DJ doesn't get to be on this week's episode, unfortunately, but he would have been celebrating big time that Rishabh Pant walks out to open. You're right, it was only the second time. Majority of his international career, he's batted at four, followed by number five. And yeah, I I was pretty happy with that, right? I think you mentioned briefly that the management decided to promote Akshar up the order ahead of Karthik. And I think it's because of this lefty-righty thing. And in the squad that played the first ODI, uh, first T20, excuse me, there was not really... And uh, uh, once Kishan got out, there was no lefty to Lakshar, I think. And when Rishabh comes in, that gives you a little bit of variety. So I think it was a good try, right? Of course, we're going to eventually talk the third T20 where it's completely failed. But in a you know situation where you're batting first, you don't have a lot of pressure. Yeah, it's a, it's a good shout. I, I like I like the creativity. It was a good shot. I mean, 26 of 15 for the opener gets you a good power play. Does pretty well. Didn't go on to convert or anything, but a good start. Yeah, I think he did his job, if you think about it. 26 at a strike rate of 175. What's that? There's some weird metric, right? Bafra or Baf- Basra. Yeah, it's Bas- like batting average. average strike, strike rate, rate aggregate or something. Strike Basra. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Incidentally, Harbhajan's wife. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I expect, I expect me to know that. Yeah, Not it's pretty shocking you know that, that I do that. Actually, I don't know why. I do that. If you can figure out a nice uh, acronym for Geeta or what G E E T stands for, do we think uh, she be... came up with it? You, you never know. Maybe she's like a statistician, and it's possible. It's like Duckworth Lewis and Basra. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, if you think of Basra, uh, Pants did a pretty good job. I mean, it's, it's such a crazy uh, stat to think about. But 
So Pants did his job. Rohit hit one or two really nice shots. And I mean, I'm just quickly trying to calculate. Rohit hit 31, out of which 24 were boundaries. So he basically hit 24 or 5 balls. And then five of the next 50. Yeah, pretty much. Something like that. So so somewhere that has to change because remember, he's wasted one out of six power play overs, right? In that I, have a, I have a question for you. There was the, you know, the, the Twitter's Twitter, of course. But Rohit made 31 of 20, Pant made 26 of 15. And we're sitting here saying it's pretty good. I saw somebody tweet and I'm not going to give them right, the right credit because I don't remember who it was. But basically said, if Sanju had played in things like this, we would have said, ah, he keeps throwing away chances. He start, gets off to starts and throws it away. So why is it that when Rohit makes 30-odd, Rishabh makes 30-odd, we're pretty okay with it because we ended up winning the game maybe? or You know what I mean? If Sanju had played this exact knot, 26 of 15, we would have said, oh, he got to start again, looked so good and then threw it away. Maybe, maybe it's because he looks so good. When it's doing possible. It. Yeah. That's it. I think. Well, it's possible. I don't get me wrong. One of the openers should have made fifty. So we're we're saying this in the context of the fact that this is a new opening pair. I think that's what it is. But yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. Fair. No, I. I mean, yeah. So if you think of how we kind of led into this, I think the context of that it's a new opening pair and that India's mindset is kind of changing. So I agree with you. I think we view Sanju Samson very harshly and. Playing 30 or 15 is absolutely crucial to, to a T20 game. I just like the guy so much that I feel that that expectation of him uh, doing better, especially after uh, how his shots look. I mean, let's be honest, Pant's shots, like, it works because the field is up, okay? He's he's not done well in limited overs uh, game. But a Samson could come in at number four and still hit 30 or 15. So, yes, we view him harshly. One of my friends had said that uh, he's basically a victim of the expectations that everyone has on him because he's not doing a bad job. But it comes into the next point, which is Kohli is batting at three. So even if Samson is available, Huda is available, Kishan is available, Shaw is available, there's, there's no point because, yeah, I mean, let's talk through this because Rahul is not in this lineup, right? So where does Rahul now fit in? I don't actually think he does, which is insane. And and sorry, I think he will. They'll find a way they'll squeeze him in. But there's really no mathematical way Team India has a really good shot at the T20 World Cup to play our best best 11 and play all three of Rohit, Kohli and Rahul. I just, the math just doesn't work. And that is a scary thought. But anyway, I said this a few weeks ago. I think they will play all three. I don't think we'll have the best World Cup and that'll be what eventually forces the change to younger blood. But yeah, there's you don't, all three don't fit in if you are playing what objectively is probably your truly best 11. Yeah, I agree. I think I think that's where it's going to get tricky because Surya Kumar Yadav has to play um, at four. Actually, if you think like in our ID lineup, does Pandya play at five or six? Because you for got, me, for me, he plays five. But but uh, okay, fair enough. But let's think about it from the perspective of Pandya and Jadu bowling five overs. Yeah, so call them six so and you, seven. Yeah, call them like, six and seven. Well, so yeah. essentially. Uh, five batsmen. The guy who misses out, which is exactly what I said about seven, eight minutes ago, is uh, is Dinesh Karthik, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if a Rahul walks back in. But anyway, let's come to that. But Kohli, Kohli, one of three. What did you make of that? Man, just just frustrating, right? Like, I don't, I don't even know what to say. The third match was arguably worse where he did start hitting and, and get it. Like, so he walks back into the side. I think he made a one run in the... And I'm jumping ahead, I'm sorry. He made one run in one match and I think it was 11 in the second. So you've now replaced Huda who made 183 in three innings with a guy who made one and 12 runs in the two. Like just, just disappointing. Like it just hurts to see, hurts to see the Kohli like this, man. I don't, I don't actually have much else to say. It just hurts to see him like this. 
and then there's two schools to, of thought. And right? by the way, well, sorry, to the debutant, right, to Gleeson, whose first three international wickets ever ended up being Rohit Sharma, Virat Kohli, Rishabh Pant. Was he was he left-hander or was he right-hander? I think he's he's, he's right-handed, but because okay, usually yeah. the top three fall into left-handed bowlers, right? Yeah, uh, Bolt, Afridi. That's typically how it happens. But it's hey, just, this is not a knockout true. game. But I mean, last point before we go for the break. There's two schools of thought, right? The, the first is give Kohli enough game time because he is going to be part of that setup. What is it? It's August, September, three months from now. Yeah. It's basically so. So he is going. He's going to be part of the setup. So do you give him more games because people like Huda can probably go from the start, or do you say that Kohli has so much experience behind him? that he needs to make way for the Hudas to play enough games. Because the last thing you want is Deepak Huda in the squad, having played five games before a T20 World Cup. So, I don't know. Any thoughts on that before we get into the break? Yeah, I, I, it's tough, man. It's just, it's so hard to see. I keep saying this, but to see Virat like this because we're just not used to it. I mean, objectively, you drop him. I think you have enough depth if, if you bring Huda in for the next 15 games. And let's say this form doesn't continue. You have a couple more people down the list who are ready to to keep it going and uh, you know to keep bringing you fresh blood different kind of energy different ability to hit let Kohli focus on getting his red ball cricket back to where he wants it to be but it's not going to happen so I, I agree I think if if 80% Rohit and Dravid have decided Kohli will play a, a role in the World Cup which it seems like they have which he has probably earned because of history and Rohit has been defending him in the press conferences yesterday too then you play him as much as you can because get him get him game time get him his form back before the World yeah, in fact, Rohit, I just got, as we're recording, I got a notification on Crick Buzz that says, Rohit backs Kohli, endorses new batting philosophy. If you're talking about form, it goes up and down. The quality of the player doesn't go back. Let's take a pause on that note, because when we come back, we're going to talk about the third T20. And um, and we'll talk a little bit about more about this new philosophy of Indian cricket. I don't know, Razzball, Casball, whatever it's called. But we'll be back after the break. Welcome back. After that break, we were talking about Gazball. I mean, I'm just putting K for Kohli. I'm putting oh, R for Rohit. So I'm, was, I'm trying to. Was Raz for Dravid or Rohit? Or because I thought it was for Shastri, and I was going to tell you that Shaz is God now. No, that's Shaz ball. Raz is definitely Rohit. I mean, that does not at all sound like Rohit. But anyway, Raz <laughs> but, sounds like Rassi van der Dusen's coaching. That's great, right? So that second T20 India won by 49 runs. So. Based on the trend, we should have the thirteen twenty by forty eight because it was fifty forty nine. Anyway, very quickly on 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 England uh, England's performance in that in the second one. Once again, first ball by Bhuvi Roy got out right. So yeah, he's he's making a knack of this, making a habit of this. Butler again didn't get going, and then when you look at this lineup, your Milan and Livingston are dangerous, but I think you need a Butler to to step up and and go for it. Bhuvi ended up with three wickets, Bumrah two, um, Hardik and Harshil one apiece. And Jehel bowled only two overs, but picked up two for ten. So, I think bowling performance for me was really uh, used over there. And two, now, two quick India, things, yeah, really yeah. quick. One, it speaks to the importance of having that sixth bowling option, which I know we'll talk in the next in the last match, they didn't give themselves a sixth bowling option. And that's just so difficult, especially if you're trying younger players. And two quick shout out to Ravindra Jadeja, 46 of 29. At one point, I think when he would have walked in, what was he batting at? He was batting at six. So when he would have walked in, it was 89 for four. And then Hardik got out. It became 89 for five. 
And to anchor your team to 170 off of the back of a well-made 46, like full credit, uh, Jadeja with the bat has been a revelation in, of course, test cricket, but he's showing he can do it in the limited overs format as well. Yeah, absolutely. So we come to that third game, and like Ashwin rightly said, it, it firstly, 2-0, we won the series, okay? I think all of us were hoping there would be some experimentation because there's honestly no glory in 3-0 versus 2-1, at least for me in a bilateral T20 series. So India came out and decided to completely overall the bowling they brought in Havesh Khan, Umran Malik, Ravi Bishnoi, right? So all guys who are new deserve that 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 chance. But let's talk first, Ashin, with with that five bowler strategy. I think I think India knew what they were going in for. I think it was I have to give these guys game time because remember, people, look, Havesh Khan, Ravi Bishnoi, I think are in the mix, okay, uh, for that World Cup squad. Let's talk about Umran Malik. What do you think? There's this debate going on. He's been brought in too quickly versus somebody whose pace is so good needs to be brought in so quickly. I personally think he's been brought in too quickly, but I'd love to hear your view. Yeah, it's kind of easy to say after he bowled that one over for 14 in the, in the 12 over game against Ireland, and then he bowled four overs today for 56, right? Yeah, he picked up Jason Roy, who was looking really good, or who was making some runs. But I don't think we need more quicks to be coming into the mix in our T20 setup at this point. So... Yes, he had a great IPL. Yes, he had, he's a breakthrough bowler. He can bring a lot of pace, yada, yada, all the great things. But I think he, I just think he got brought in. I agree with you. I think he brought, got brought in a little too quickly. I think he needs to be with the side. He needs to play India A cricket or whatever it's called now. He needs to play with the touring side. He needs to play against sides that are touring India. He needs to be at that just next and highest level. I don't think the IPL alone being having played been played in those two cities for the whole season with all the different factors was necessarily enough to to bring him to the side. I'm happy we're taking the, the decision to to accelerate players, but in this case, it doesn't seem like it was the right call. Yeah, there's too many players. There's just too many players to accelerate. I mean, he's come in and given 56 and four overs. Okay, it was a match that you know it was it was great practice for him. But think about this now: he's taken the spot of somebody else who could have got that match practice. And I I don't know, man. It's just it. It feels like the team is pretty set and you're looking at two, three different players and you want to have a nice big squad because either injury or COVID being different factors. And so I understand, you know, choosing a Ravi Bishnoi. I understand choosing an Avesh Khan. I'm pretty sure Shami will be in the mix and he's just been rested. But it just somehow doesn't make sense to me to to keep playing Umran Malik. But look, he's, he's young. He could surprise us all. You know, all it'll take is a World Cup game, which is important. And he picks up three or four wickets because of his pace and we'll be sitting here saying, yeah, it was a good decision. So everything we do is just kind of in that moment. But Ashwin, talk through England's batting a little bit. 215 for seven. This is what we were expecting from the first T20, wasn't it? The openers still didn't get off to a fantastic start, but it kind of was in that, you know, 20s, 30s range. And then David Milan and Livingston just kind of took the attack to the Indian bowlers, especially in the middle overs, because they started hitting after the power play and went on till almost the 18th, 19th over. Yeah, it was just brutal hitting. Right now, they played, um, where they were at Nottingham, right? So a slightly smaller ground than the others they played at. And that's just the brand of cricket we've gotten so used to with England, right? We just didn't really see that. Now, there's... It's so interesting because all three teams in this series, all three matches were won by the teams batting first, which is just counter to what we are used to at the IPL and in T20 format in the subcontinent. So 
Butler even said that at the toss, right? Having lost the first two matches after batting first, he's like, we'll try something different. We're going to bat first this time. Or lost the matches bowling first. They said, we'll try something different. We'll bat first. Put up a huge total and just, although we'll talk through some heroics that almost made us, it took India there. Just the brand of cricket England knows. Nothing to fear. Go after it from ball one. I think when you're missing Bumrah, Bhuvaneshwar, Chahel, the kind of caliber of the guys who can take wickets when they need to, like India's best attack when you're when you're not, when you're missing them. India's weaknesses showed and credit to Milan and Livingston. Great, great knock. And Harry Brooks scored some quick at the end. Chris Jordan smashed some at the end. And yeah, just uh, just exactly the brand of cricket you expect from England. And so this was going to be a real test for us, right? Because we now have to come out, chase 215 with Rohit and Kohli batting in this experimental lineup or whatever you'd like to call it. Yeah, how is it experimental hard. with Rohit Rishabh Kohli as your top three? Like, yeah, geez. exactly. So, firstly, Pant, man, what a disaster. <laughs> he edged it onto his thigh and then Butler caught it. And then Pant was convinced he never touched it, right? Uh, and ultimately, Rohit kept probing him, probing him, probing him because I think Rohit knew. And Pant kept saying, I didn't touch it, didn't touch it. The time ran out. Pant took a review. The umpire told him, you can't. They showed the replay. He got a nick on it, right? Yeah, so, he got a nick before it hit the thigh pad. It was so yeah. weird. Yeah. So he got out for one. Now, okay, look, I think I think the fact that they're putting Rishabh Pant to open means they believe in him. He's got a long run. And I think that is probably the only place he can play. So... If you ask my personal opinion, I think be ready to watch him open for a lot of these next 10, 12 games that we have before the World Cup. So, you know, that's there. But Kohli then walks in, hits a four, hits a beautiful six, like one of the best shots of the match. And remember, England has scored 215. Best shot of the match. And then gets out next ball. And then, and so everyone's now talking about, oh, he's hit, you know, he, he's gone out again. But his Basra was like 195. Stop talking about Basra. <laughs> You're too excited about the Basra. <laughs> okay, let's take out the fact that it was 11. Is there, there are a lot of articles that have come out since last night. Is there a mindset shift that is happening where Kohli is saying, I will just go for it from ball one. And if it connects, good enough. But I'm going to be happy with a 25 of 10. Yeah, I think it depends on match situation, right? Like if you're batting first, the openers have got a decent platform on the board when Kohli walks out, he may, he, he's going to consolidate a little. I think he walks in at two for one in the sec, in the seventh ball of the match, of the innings, and you're chasing more than almost 11 runs and over. So he just, he had to start going for it. He got um, four or six. And that's the point that Rohit was trying to make is he backed him at the end saying, listen, it didn't come off today, but the, the philosophy to your point is, was the right one. I I think they're going to start running out of excuses, to be honest, right? And that's the scary thing for me. As I sit here and talk about who I believe is could could not play a game again and still will be one of the greatest batsmen to have ever, ever lifted a cricket bat. And it just it's scary. But yeah, it, it's just you cannot score one and 11 in your two matches. And it just it's just, just not good enough. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, it's not good enough. I think he probably shouldn't have played these last two T20s. I don't know what's going to happen over the next 10 games. But if he's... Let me just try to simplify this. If he's going to play, I'd rather he plays this way um, than, than make 30 off 31. So, so if he's playing, let's hope it's this way. But again, we keep talking about this. Somebody's going to have to give way. Somebody's role is going to have to change. Pandya and Jadija are probably going to have to become pure finishers now if if you're going to play Kohli and Rahul. Rahul's game, by the way, may change as well when he comes in because 
he may have to be slotted in at number five if they're going to open with Pant, which is not fair to Rahul, but it's all because of this guy who's at number four, who, if you ask me, is among the top one to five, is the only guy whose place is cemented in this court. Surya Kumar Yadav, Sky. Have you, firstly, did you watch that innings? Man, I didn't watch all of it because at 31 for three, I think it was, I had Djokovic versus Kyrgios on the second screen, like I know you did, the Wimbledon men's final. I was paying attention to that a little. And then when that finished, and we were, whatever, 30, 40 odd for three, I just started closing it up. It was about lunchtime here. I was up doing some chores around the house uh, and making lunch and stuff. And then slowly I started hearing the commentator's voice get more and more animated, get more and more excited. And then I buckled down to watch it. And it was it was unbelievable. Like the hitting from Sky alone, entirely alone, right? You made 117 out of your team's 198. Just, it was just bonkers the way he was hitting it. I mean, if one other person had stood up and a little bit of credit to Shreyas, but nobody else, nobody else backed him. Not a single other person made any runs of note. If one other person had stood up, India might have been able to just 215 despite losing your top two wickets within, within the power play, within the first three hours. Your top three wickets in the power play. Yeah, I, I, I also was similar. I didn't watch it from the start, but I picked it up when he was like 30, 40. And there was a point where every ball was a boundary or a six that he he hit. And he was hitting it ac- across the ground. He was opening the face in the back to avoid the fielder. He was hitting it past third man. He was hitting the six in that long on, long off. He was playing his um, classic kind of... I don't know how to describe that, but it, it was like the Bumrah shot in the Stuart brought over where he hit him for six uh, behind fine leg. He, so he was hitting all of those shots. His Basra was 330 for all you're those. Just, you're just obsessed. <laughs> no, for all those guys who are talking about getting a Basra of 200, his was 330. But equally, Shreyas Iyer, did he play a match losing knock? Like, was this Shreyas Iyer or was this like Virat Kohli batting? 28 of 23, strike rate of 120. And what did he do? He just, it was a disaster for him. What's happening is he, like, is this media getting to him that Shreyas Iyer can't play the short ball? Is this the end of him? Because Suresh Raina went through something similar. How is this guy going to come back? And again, where does he bat? He's batting at three. He's batting at five. There are some days he's going to bat at six. What's happening? Yeah, man. So, so two things. One, it's a little unfair to throw both for the, and true, I believe this for Umran and Avesh and Bishnoi as well. It's a little unfair to throw you in one match that is a irrelevant one for India and not not have to be surrounded by the, the best other 10 players in the country and then if you don't do well, say, oh, this guy can never play again, right? So that's why it's a little unfair. Two, I absolutely think you're right. It's been, the media coverage on IR has been has been detrimental to him. But I will defend him to the extent to say, when one guy makes a century, the other scorecard reads 11, 11, 1, 6, 7, 5, 1, and 2. I don't blame the guy who made 28. So it's very hard for me to sit here and say, the guy who made the second most runs, more than double of what Virat made, more than double of what Rohit made quadruple of what Jadeja made, more than quadruple of what Karthik made, right? Like, it's a bit silly for me. He made 28 times as many as what Rishabh, if you want to put it like that, right? So when, it's a bit silly for me to sit here and say he was the match losing knock. The match losing knocks were everybody else who didn't show up today when Sky when Sky was there to, to anchor. Yeah, fair enough. Maybe I just, I don't know, I just feel Shreyas I could have either rotated the strike a bit more, gone yeah. after it, because at the end we lost by a little bit. And look, when you chase 2-1-5, Jadu and DK, it's always going to be hard. Now, they should have probably known that Moeen had one over left and tried to play a little bit smarter. But anyway, I think overall great knock. Haven't seen a knock like that 
in a very long time in a 320 game. Sky was just phenomenal. Deserves every bit of that praise that he's getting. I think I read something that said it's the highest difference between the number one and number two score in a team. Uh, 89 runs or something between. Yeah, it's kind of it's also one of the highest scores, I don't know the exact number. One of the highest when you're batting at 4 or below, right? It's very rare to see centuries from number 4 or below in T20 international cricket, right? So just just full credit to him. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that's that's a wrap on the T20s. We've just got a very quick ODI squad update. So the ODI as I can mention is starting by the time you hear us next we'll probably be doing a wrap on the ODI series biggest inclusion for me is Shikhar Dhawan he comes back in and with no Rahul I think he's definitely going to open the innings especially because they've also made him captain for the West Indies tour which we didn't really know about till a couple of days back so India is going to tour West Indies with Dhawan I think this is the seventh or the eighth captain in the last six months Um, <laughs> and Gangli said it's all circumstance that's why it's happened but sure, sure. i think it's a pretty i think it's pretty clear right you've got you know rohit and shikhar you've got kohli uh, you've got one out of sky and shreyas who will play pant and then pandya jadeja so it, it it's suddenly the odi setup looks a little bit more simple uh, less players to choose from it's basically a debate between shreyas and sky and Yeah, the, you've got you've got Shami, you've got Bumrah, you've got Prasid. Now I'm excited to see Prasid because I think he's going to do well overseas. I think he's going to be in the Test squad soon enough. But ODI squad looks pretty set, if you ask me. It'll be an interesting series. It it might be tough to watch after Tests and T20s because there's so much happens in both these formats. ODI is definitely longer. But that's all this week, guys. We're going to be back next week to talk about the ODI series. Let us know how you thought you liked this episode. Drop in any comments on Twitter, on YouTube, wherever you listen to this, and we will see you guys next week. Hello, 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 everybody! It's been another great week on the IBM Podcast Network. On what the hell, Navya? Jab at Chandrakanta and Navya herself dish out stories from their childhood. They discuss tough love between parents and their kids. On Pesa Vesa, Anupam talks to Baman Irani, President-elect Kredai, and Chairman and MD at Rustamji. They discuss the concept of buy versus rent and how to approach buying property in 2022. On Cock and Bull, Cyrus is joined by Meghnath and comedian Shahid Shafi. They discuss their opinions on the ongoing Congress presidential elections and Prashant Kishore embarking on a padyatra. On the Life Manifesto, Zarina narrates a story that advocates that stress and emotions are not to be controlled but must be beautifully managed. And on the Filter Coffee podcast, Karthik is joined by Yashraj Akashi, senior ambassador of the TEDx program and curator of TEDx Gateway. They discuss the origin story of TED and its franchise model. Guys, go to our website ivmpodcast.com. You can check out the merch store, also links to all of our social media stuff, which is at IVM Podcast. Also, do check out our YouTube channels. We have a number of channels with many of your favorite shows available as full video podcasts. Finally, we'd like to thank our sponsors this week: Volvo XC40 Recharge, Bumble, Heads Up for Tails, and HDFC Mutual Fund. Thank you so much for making this possible. Do you often find yourself surrounded by conversations about Web3, blockchain, NFTs, DAOs? What are these terms, and how do they affect our future on the internet? So many questions, but don't worry, we've got answers to all your questions. Hi, I'm Eklavya Bhattacharya, and on our show, Future Proofing, we try to decode the impact of these future technologies on various industries with experts and tech enthusiasts. 
tune into new episodes coming out every Thursday on the IVM Podcast app and the website or wherever you get your podcasts from. Working Monday to Friday glued to your chair making you feel dull? Worry not. Get your 5-minute weekly dose of travel around the world with postcards from nowhere. Join me every Thursday as I explore the strange, obscure and fascinating parts of the world and bring out facets of travel you may not have thought of before. You can find us on the IBM Podcast app, website or wherever you get your podcast from.